And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to do a musical. Don't worry, I won't sing. Yeah, this whole episode is going to be a straight up musical. Like, you know, every 15, 20, 30 minutes, we're just going to break into song. And <laughs> and uh, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to no. subject anyone to the singing stylings of of our voices. No. But Mar- mean, Marge is going to be in a musical. She is. I've done a couple musicals. I mean, I did. I know I did one or two in middle school. And it kind of, it. I, I, got, I had to be in the stupid chorus. Because, yeah. you know, apparently, well, I did really good for my auditions for the acting side of it. But, uh... you know. You know, the popular kids, the popular acting kids got chosen because yeah. I was never, I never actually took any theater classes. No, neither did I. I just, I just wanted to act. I wanted to, you know, but I was in choir, like I was in, yeah. uh, in uh, jazz choir and regular choir. So I, I, I think yeah. that's kind of where my singing, they, they're like, oh, well, I'll be in the chorus. But since I never did actual theater classes or anything, they're like, no, you can't act. You never burn our theater classes. I mean, I did I did jazz choir in middle school. I was also a violinist, but I never did pit orchestra for a musical. However, I was part of the like children's section at the Racine Theater Guild, and I got to play Peter Pan, which was awesome. So I did it as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, kind of it was a musical, our first grade musical, even though it was just more us oh my singing God. songs. Uh, but the costumes were awesome. So, uh, did a little bit of singing and then also camp. We always did a a musical at camp. Yeah. The 10th graders always put one on. Yeah, we did. We did do a musical. Ours was all, uh, Pink Floyd off the wall stuff and Tommy. So at, at camp at camp. Yeah. Oh, we did uh Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat. Oh, so you went traditional. Yeah, we did a traditional one. Um, so, but anyways, this is season four, episode two, A Streetcar Named Marge, which is a reference to the play A Streetcar Named Desire, which obviously this will be a big influence the back half of this episode. Yes. Yeah. So the original air date was October 1st, 1992. So we're getting closer and closer to Halloween. Uh, recap, Marge wins the lead in a musical and while at daycare, Maggie's pacifier is taken from her. Oh, you don't don't take Maggie's pacifier. No, how dare they? Uh, Chalkboard gag this week. Uh, My name is not Dr. Death. And do you know who Dr. Death is? Not a clue. Didn't get the reference. Kevorkian. Oh, that's right. Now, how Barton knows about him. I mean, I guess 90s was the era of. I think Dr. Kevorkian, right? Was that all 90s? Dude, I don't know. I didn't okay. get the reference. So I guess so, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're asking the wrong person. So, yeah. So, Bart was probably pretending to be doctor, you know, killing people. Cause, yeah. But, yeah, don't be Dr. Death. Nope. But, but, our... but at least he's back at the chalkboard writing th- writing about things that he did. Correct. So. um, And... Slight spoiler alert. I won't give away the chalkboard gag, but the chalkboard gag for episode three is an apology chalkboard gag. 
which we'll get to later in the episode a little bit. Um, the couch gag this week, uh, the Simpsons run in, sit on the couch, couch turns into a monster and eats the Simpsons. That's different. That is very different. Yeah. At least it was an orange monster. He didn't like change green or something weird. Yeah. So I guess there's other alien cultures besides Kodos and Kang. King yep. Kodos. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's ones that can literally turn into a couch. Yep. And then eat you when you sit on it. It's an animorph. That's not really an animorph. <laughs> do, you, do you think that couches is biding his time? Like, absolutely. You know what? They can sit on me for a while. They'll get comfy. They'll get cozy. And then one day, chomp. I mean, you know, if the alien has patience. Right? <laughs> I mean, how, I mean, I guess maybe a couple days. And then if, if it's getting hungry, it's like, fuck it. I'm going to eat the dog. Yeah, right. They're like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Come here, dog. All right. So we start the episode this week on a beauty pageant in Nevada. Aren't those usually, aren't aren't like the Miss USA beauty pageant, like the national one? Isn't that in California? Yeah, usually they are. But, you know, they got to be really close to where the Simpsons live, right? That is true. Well, do they, though? I don't know. Do they? Maybe. It's a pageant. So, So live. From beautiful Laughlin, Nevada, it's the Miss America Girl Pageant, which they're making fun of the American Girl dolls. Are they? That that would be my guess. That's the only thing I, just I felt can like, think of. I felt like they were just making fun of beauty pageants. Well, maybe, but they also weren't girls. They were like grown-ups. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, we were going to get to Lisa's episode, you know, in a few, maybe like three, four weeks. Where she, you know, joins a beauty pageant. That would, That's that, true. I could call that the Miss American Girl pageant. Yeah. But I think it was a reference to American Girl dolls, but man, it could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, brought to you by Meryl Streep's versatility. Smell That's- like Streep for cheap. And that's a great callback because Marge also got this, I believe it was a Christmas present, wasn't it? Um, or was it? What she got this. That? It was the one where Bart, because Bart bought it for her, right? Did with... Bart buy it for? Her? I thought it was. Oh Bart. yeah, you're right. That was the mafia episode. The mob, That's when he yeah, Bart the Murphy, Bart the murderer. Yep. Yeah, because he bought that for Marge. Yep. You're right. I was wrong. I thought it was a Christmas gift, but you are right. It was just a present from Bart. Yeah, it's also really weird. I mean, it's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong, but they have done more callbacks for the Bart the murderer episode <laughs> than any other episode I could think of so far. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's really, it's kind of cool, I guess. That must have been, like, one of their favorite episodes. They're like, you know what? We're just going to keep calling back for this uh, for this yeah. episode. Um, so, uh, Troy McLure, that's hosting the uh, um, pageant, is introducing the uh, contestants. And they're all dressed up in costumes that represent their state. I mean, the, my favorite <laughs> one, my favorite one has to be Indianapolis, where the, the woman's wearing, like, a oh, race, yeah. race car thing around her head. Well, Idaho was a potato. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Florida was not a bad Lisa, but. <laughs> no, no. Was it Ralph? Was Ralph? Oh, Ralph's always Idaho. Yeah. I'm um, a potato. I'm a potato. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was kind of interesting that all their costumes were in representing uh, of their states. Kind of weird, but you know. Yeah. Uh, but Marge tells, so we come back to the Simpson home and all the kids are watching this thing. Yeah. And completely ignoring her like yes. just just flat out ignoring her like the next like seven minutes here is yeah. literally everyone ignoring marge yeah. and so marge tells the kids that she won't be home for dinner 
and is leaving them with Krusty brand slender Vittles TV dinners. I, I don't. What is a Vittle? I don't know. Really bad TV dinners. Because you know the like Krusty veal? brand, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, I've never heard. Uh, I've never heard of the term Vittle. No, but they're Krusty brand, so you know. Let's see, Vittles. I, I, uh, it's, uh, it's a non-standard variant of Victuals. The heck is a Victual? Oh, foods, <laughs> uh, provisions. Yes. It's food or provisions for human beings. Yep. So it's really a not, it's a generic term for food. Yep. Yeah, well, it is Krusty brand, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then Marge, you know, tells the family she's auditioning for a musical version of Streetcar Named Desire. No. Yeah. You know. But once again, the family still ignores him. Yeah. And so now Troy McClure is introducing the panel of judges. So, oh and uh, Mr. Boswell, the man yep. behind those infamous worst dress lists. Mr. Yep. Boswell, can you give us a sneak peek at, at this year's <laughs> list? Memo to Goldie Hawn. Cheerleading tryouts were 30 years ago. Let's grow up, shall we? And Bart's oh. like, such, he's such a bitch. <laughs> so awesome. I, this, uh, so this scene, I don't know why it made me cringe just slightly because they're like, he's like inner token black judge, Dredrick Tatum. And I was like, wow. Oh. Yeah, but you have I, to, but you have to imagine though. So, so when was South, South Park is 98? No, that's when the movie came out. 96. So, I mean, it's pretty close to South Park and obviously South Park did token, the token black guy. So obviously. This but they didn't say it like that. Yeah. I mean, the kid's name is Token. Don't get me wrong. Well, I get the joke. Okay, okay, but... okay, okay. So, Matson and Trey Parker did it a little bit more subtly. Yes. But, like, there, is still, out, but like, there is still a Token black guy for South Park. They just... Oh, there is. But, like, the Simpsons are like, here, we put a black judge on the panel. Like, uh, to me, that's a little... Like, to, in today's standards, that's oh, yeah. tone deaf. Like, I... I don't think they would have written it that way in no. today's standards. They still would have probably had Dredick, Dredrick Tatum because he is part of the Simpsons universe. But the way they wrote it, I was just like, I think they I get also, it's 92, but I think they also did it because it's like, I mean, did I mean, look at look at uh, pageants back then. It was that like is true. White uppity ups doing yes. doing pageants. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, it's kind of a funny joke. If you take it in, if you take it in stride with what South Park did. Yeah, but South Park pushed the envelope where the Simpsons. Well, they were trying to push the envelope. I mean, look at, look at the, look at season one and two. I mean, they are trying to open up a Uh, lot of, a lot of uh, situational, you know, humor that's not necessarily at its norm now, but. Yeah. Uh, so Marge uh, tells Homer the reason she is auditioning is to meet other adults. Well, she doesn't have any friends. She she really doesn't. And so, Homer, I mean, her only friends are her sisters, and her sisters are horrible people. Yep. And, well, sisters aren't friends. I mean, they can be. So are you siblings. saying we're not friends? We're siblings. So we can't be friends. I think that just comes with the territory. Maybe I'm not sure. Not all siblings talk to each other. I guess so. <laughs> the nice ones do yes but uh so i like homer's like sounds interesting <laughs> like just not looking away from the tv just sounds interesting yeah, and he's clearly not paying attention no 
Um, and I like how, and so then the, the judges are starting to come up with, you know, things for states or, you know, like introducing their, what was it? Was their talents? Not their talents. Or was it the finalists? It was the finalists. That's right. Yeah, it's the finalists. So he's trying to do clever rhymes for the final finalists. And I like how he's like, he just can't get Delaware. He's like, and -and so-and-so for Delaware. Good for her. (laughs) He has a slight pause thinking about it. Yeah. Those are, those are pretty funny, and I I do like so you know right after this Marge is like okay I'm gonna practice for my audition. Yep, and so she and goes in the other room, and you know Maggie starts playing her xylophone, like which what, she's good at it. Yeah, what song was it? I, I um I don't remember, but it's like I I think it's like one of those chi- children like time songs yeah yeah but yeah playing it really well she's getting she's getting a little good at her uh well she's she's a female simpson so she's right. not gonna be dumb exactly we know we actually we know because there's the daycare episode with maggie or the smart school for maggie where she's really good at putting blocks together yeah yeah so, so she's she's definitely a simpson or not yeah a female simpson yeah so that's good and so, you know, during this, Marge is trying to practice and Homer's like, ah, it's quiet. But yeah. then, you know, Marge gets up. She's about to leave when Homer stops her and she tells him she's about to audition, you know, about to audition again. And Homer, you know, says, oh, this is the first time I've heard about it. And I'm like, OK, we're, she okay, told him like three times. I'm like, but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, no, not this again. Like we saw this season one. We saw it season yeah. two. We didn't actually see it too much in season three. No, but, but the we're... worst, the worst part about the scene in terms of like how it rolls out is Homer's like, "Well, I think I'd remember if you told me," and then it's like, "I don't think you told me." And then he asks the kids, and the kids are like, "You never said anything." And it's, it's almost this emotional verbal abuse. But uh, I think why they did it. I mean, I get that it's bad and in, in in context. But yeah. I think obviously why they did it was for the streetcar named Desire. Yeah. So they're they're basically setting up Marge and obviously Homer to be Stanley. Yeah. And it's basically that setup where you know as a as an episode they're like okay this whole episode is basically streetcar named Desire even though yes she's in the in the musical. Yeah. But the episode in whole is a reincarnation of Sweet Streetcar Named Desire. So yeah, I kind of get it. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is if we've never seen Homer in this role, it would hit a little bit better. Yeah, than I think the, so. Then the fact that we've seen Homer in this exact position, yeah, before. Yeah, I it just didn't hit the same way. And now that you bring up the whole, you know, parallel to, I never even thought about the parallel to the to the play, but it's still again. We, how many times and how many more times are we going to see this with Homer? Yeah, like? and so, but yeah, I mean, when it's not in reference to an episode, it kind of yeah. makes more sense than when it has it in a reference to an episode. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, March heads to the Springfield Community Center, <laughs> where you know they have these hoity-toity uh, low-level plays. Yeah. Um, on the sign is oh, streetcar, musical auditions tonight. <laughs> I love how they spell tonight. Because it's not like T-O-N-I-G-H-T, it's, you know, two and then N-I-T-E. Not the number two, but like, that 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 different spelling, I should say. Yeah. 
Yep. And uh, so we meet uh, Luen Sinclair, who's voiced Llewellyn. by... Llewellyn. Llewellyn. Sorry, Llewellyn Sinclair, who's voiced by John Lovitz, again, picking up another it. another character. Yeah. Um, we learn that he's directed three plays <laughs> and has had three heart attacks. Oh, my God. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Uh, but then he's, you know, telling everyone about all the plays that he did. But his uh, most prized one is <laughs> Hats Off to Hanukkah. <laughs> and, and we learned that it was just for fourth graders. It wasn't like, I want to see this play. Yeah, that'd musical. Be a, that'd be great. That'd be a great play. I think that joke hits a little bit harder for the both of us. The fact that we're Jewish. I know. Yeah. That's... I, I found it hilarious. Um, so... You know, he, uh, so Llewellyn Sinclair walks, he's like, all right, everybody who's auditioning for Stanley, take off your shirts. <laughs> and he walks by and he's like, no, no. And I like how, like, he's walking in front, but you see the, like, camera shot from behind and you see a poo has, like, three markings on his back. I'm pretty sure that's where he's been shot. Yep. Those are his gunshots. Which I think that's a, a, a crazy attention amount to detail. Yep. No, that's that was great. That was perfect. And so he gets to Otto and Otto has this huge tattoo on the front. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, and Sinclair's like, no. Nah, oh, if you nah. like that, you love what's on my ass. Or on his I, butt, I guess. Yeah. I can't um, remember if he said ass or butt, but... Does it matter? No, but that was pretty funny. I, was, I think he said butt, but... um. So then he gets to Ned, and Ned is Ned is ripped. This is the first time we see Ned with his shirt off. Ned is shredded, man. And this isn't the last time I think we see Ned with no. his shirt off. I, I'm pretty sure, I guess he works out. I mean, he's... Obviously, Ned is supposed to be like the opposite of Homer, so it makes sense. Yeah, but it is so, it, it is really funny that just, just six pack and like muscle, and I'm like, all right, well, Maude hit the jackpot. Yep. <laughs> um, That's so why that, she married him. It's not for his Christianity. <laughs> it was uh, it was for his jacked body. So then we see some of the women uh, try out for Blanche, and Marge takes like one note. And Sinclair's like, no, get off my stage. And so she goes to call Homer. And while she like talks to Homer, Sinclair's like, I need somebody who's downtrodden, who's, you know, beaten down to a point. And so like he overhears March talking to Homer and she's like, yes, I'll get, uh, oh, you want chicken? I'll get extra skin. <laughs> and she's like, and I love Sinclair's leave my star alone. And like, he picks her to be blanched because of the fact that she's married to Homer. Yeah. And like oh, Homer's yeah. broken her down so much because Homer, as you alluded to, is supposed to be the part of Stanley in this episode. Yeah. It is. It is really funny that, that Marge gets the part because of Homer, even though her voice, I mean, just the characters, Marge's yeah. voice, it doesn't have that singing quality yeah. and even i think she did do a pretty good job that the voice actress yeah. does uh julie Kavner uh does a very good job of incorporating the raspiness mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. with the singing even though her like audition i mean in her audition she used that raspiness to to <laughs> sing it, yeah but it was it was nothing but in the actual episode once we get to marge singing it's not she, bad. It's not bad. She uses still has that raspiness, but 
It, maybe think, Sinclair, maybe Sinclair and Ned like help coach her to sing a little bit better for the play. Maybe. We all know that Llewellyn Sinclair is a great director. <laughs> I mean, he's had three heart attacks. Yeah. So then we go back to the Simpsons house and Marge is talking about how she got the role and Barge, Barge, Bart asks Marge about, oh, are there any giant robots in the play? And, you know, Marge is like, no. And Homer is like, Bart, don't ask your mom stupid questions. Hey, Marge, is there full frontal nudity? <laughs> God. No, but, Homer. But I like how Marge, Marge's like, I play an aging Southern beauty uh, who's driven to insanity by your uh, brutish brother-in-law, Stanley. And I like how Lisa's like, wow, my mother, the actress. I feel like Lucille Armaz Luckenbill, which I, once again, with these Simpson writers, yeah. just come on. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get some updated references. Yeah. So after all that, we cut back to the community center and Lionel Hutz is speaking. So we get, we get not only Troy McClure, but we get Lionel Hutz. Fantastic. Um, and he goes, I, uh, uh, I'm here to sue the director on behalf of everyone who got cut. And also I play Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. I, I miss Phil Hartman. It's so good. I mean, so, why, why would he need this? Why, why would people not making the play get sued? Like, I, I don't I mean, know. can't you just take a note? I mean, maybe that's just a knock for maybe. Well, Hollywood. it's Lionel Hutz. He'll, he'll sue anybody. No, but maybe I wonder if it's more of a knock to acting in the nineties where people be. got really pissy for not getting auditions and you know what I mean? Like maybe I don't cause, know. cause people just couldn't take no for an answer. Cause that's, no, Hey man, acting dude, auditions are, you know, 90% no's you gotta, you yeah. gotta know how to take your nose with a grain of salt and move on. Yeah. So, uh, Stanley and Mar or Stanley, Ned and Marge are practicing the, the musical and Maggie is there because, you know, they don't have a daycare. And so Matt and Homer's working and the kids are at school. So Marge has got to watch Maggie and, while uh, Ned is on top of Marge, uh, Maggie takes Ned's glasses and puts them on like a baby will do and ruins practice. So uh, Llewellyn gives Marge a card for a daycare that his sister runs. Yep. And the funny thing is, is the Anne Rand school is yeah. is now Maggie's daycare whenever we see it is throughout. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even, like, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, the Maggie shorts on uh, no. Disney+, Plus, but she goes to that school. Like, they actually uh... kept it. Now, what I don't know is if they kept uh, Llewellyn's sister as the as the yeah. director. I honestly don't know if it was a guest voice or um, someone just did that yeah. voice as a, as a thing or not. But I, I'm going to keep an eye out on it whenever they yeah. show that daycare if... To see if if uh, Sinclair's sister or yeah Sinclair's sister is still running the place, or if they just chose and redrew a different character. Yeah. So as Steve said, it's the Ayn Rand School for Tots, and there are a lot of jokes at at her expense or at Rand's expense throughout this episode. A lot. They must have um, really hated her. And uh, so this, you know, Marge is talking to the the director and says you know maggie is allergic to strained peas pears pears i well i knew it was pears i said peas anyways um so i, I that was a very specific thing they threw in this episode yeah well people are allergic to 
a lot of things. I, I the get thing, it, but the big thing now is peanuts. You can't have peanuts in yeah. school. But like, I don't think they ever really address the fact that she's allergic to pears ever again. Probably not. They just dropped this. Oh yeah, she's allergic to pears. Hey, are we gonna use this in another episode? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we get uh, Maggie getting her test pacifier taken away because <sighs> pacifiers are not allowed in this daycare. Which, I mean, very progressive. Now, the funny thing is, me having a kid, we yeah. never use pacifiers. We were like, really? Oh, yeah. We were like, just calm them down. Rock. Like, the whole point of a pacifier is for comfort. Like, that's, yeah. that's what the pacifier is for. Now, not to say that parents need to have more going on than than that but comfort your own kid like that's why you're like well one it's been scientifically proven that pacifiers have an effect on gums and teeth come come older age so that's that's one reason why doctors and dentists don't want kids to have pacifiers and do i rove around target i see freaking four-year-olds still pacifiers in their mouth it's ridiculous I feel like by the time we were two or three, we were pretty much done with pacifiers. Well, I mean, mom said we never really even needed them. And, oh. and, uh, well, usually, and usually when we got grumpy, especially at night, they would just put us in the car and drive around anyways. Yeah. So the whole pacifier thing, like I, I get taken away pacifiers. It's kids, kids don't really need, them. they don't, they don't need them if you just yeah. comfort your kid put them on your lap rock them carry them around whatever it is yeah you don't have to put the pacifier in the mouth to stop them from crying and being grumpy just pick them up that's all interesting but that's just what some people that's just what some people do so i'm kind of with uh the director taking the pacifier away but i think if if the baby needs it for slight comfort fine yeah. but like maggie though maggie's addicted she has it when she's like 22 <laughs> years old so you know yeah. Um. But yeah, pacifier gets thrown in a locker and locked away. Yeah. And so then we cut back to uh the the uh, not the audition anymore, but the uh, rehearsals. Yeah. And we see that Sinclair is getting disappointed in Marge because she just doesn't have, you know, the, the acting spirit for for the part yet. She, she she's not she's not she doesn't have that anger. Yep. Not yet. Not quite, not not quite yet. So we cut back to the house and we see uh, Homer playing Bowling 2000 on a Game Boy. Which the weird thing is, it's definitely a Game Boy, but on the actual Game Boy, it says Bowling 2000, like written on the console. Yeah, it's kind of weird. weird. Yeah. But it's Um, definitely a Game Boy. It is, definitely. definitely. And which, which by the way, came out in 89 for anybody, you know. Yeah, and so I, I do like to say I have this game. Like, you had Bowling 2000? I don't know if it was Bowling 2000, but the way that it was drawn and animated, that is the exact game and how it yeah. played on it. So, I still have my Game Boy Pocket and my Game Boy Color. And I have the original Game Boy. Does it work? Uh, I haven't put batteries in it in a while, but <laughs> I bet it still works. Yeah, you only need like 100 batteries for that now. <laughs> Four double okay. It's not bad. Four. No, it's not. Um, so Marge wants to read lines with Homer, but he obviously doesn't because he doesn't yeah. he doesn't care. For... Why didn't you say anything till now? Well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Well, yeah, he's like he's like, I don't care, okay? I can't take a fake interest in this, and I'm an expert at faking interest in your kooky projects. And Marge is starting to get angry. She's like, What kooky projects? You know, the painting class, the first aid course. 
that whole Lamaze thing. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I, over. I feel like we we got a little ahead of ourselves, but yes. Oh, is that a little bit? A little bit. Uh, well, you yeah, said you said something about him faking interest, so I thought. Yeah, I did. Over. I did. That's on me. Um, but uh, so then we go back to daycare where Maggie is basically wandering around trying to find something to replace her pacifier. Yeah. Uh, crayon, letter block, and a Bart Simpson doll, which. I thought it was really weird. I thought that was kind of funny. Bart, well, Bart hasn't gotten famous yet. I mean, I guess there was the uh, Bart down the well episode. Well, I mean, in the, that most but Bart Simpson dolls became pretty, you know, big. But I'm saying within the Simpsons universe, he hasn't been oh. popular enough yet for them to make the doll of him. No, but in the Simpsons world that he has, and that was kind of the joke. Yes. Is that that's the Bart Simpson toys are flooding schools. Yes. Um, and so we see a couple posters on the wall. We all love our poster gags. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got A is A. And helping is futile. So I can explain the helping is futile one. I don't remember A is A, but helping is futile was like basically Ayn Rand is like, you can't help people with altruism, which basically meaning being nice to people, which is why the poster says helping is futile. Which I obviously I a lot of not to get political, but a lot more people who have more conservative views tend to listen to Ayn Rand. Yeah. And so Maggie and the rest of the babies, you know, are like, okay, you know what, this is this is it. We're gonna get our pacifiers back. And they build up some blocks, towers, and Maggie kind of mm-hmm. gets up there and then realizes, oh, it's locked. Mm-hmm. And I like how she kind of digs her finger in there, gets a hold of the pacifier, and <laughs> it kind of she gets it out enough to suck on it. And then, yeah. as uh, Miss Sinclair walks in, uh, she kind of falls off and and drops it. And then we okay. also get another reference. So Miss Sinclair is uh, reading uh, Fountainhead Diet, and the actual book is called The Fountainhead. Ah, yeah, cool. Um, and then, uh, so for her crimes. <laughs> against the school she gets sentenced to the box which is a movie moment reference yes uh and uh it's from uh the two scenes borrowed from the great escape so uh yep. when the children plot to get their pacifiers back and then the scene is all yep. from the great escape 1963, shocking, another old Ruben movie <laughs> reference. Yep, and then we see the other reference is Maggie throwing the ball, uh, just like Steve McQueen's character does in the movie. Yep. So, I've seen that scene. That's a pretty good scene. You've seen The Great Escape? No, I've seen the scene. Were you not from paying attention? Great... <laughs> <laughs> I, you've I seen the I... scene from Great Escape, or you've... are you talking about the scene in The, the Simpsons? No, the scene from uh, the movie. Ah. The Great Escape. Just the so scene, you all... though. I know, I know the scene. I don't know the movie. Why did you watch the scene and not the entire movie? Well, I think it's just a very popular scene. Oh, and either that or I saw it on a TV show within a TV show. I don't know. I know I've seen the scene though. Fair. Uh, yep. Okay. And so uh, Homer shows up to give Marge a ride home because mm-hmm. I. So where's Marge's car? Maybe it's in the shop. I, it's like okay, come on. Yeah. She obviously, like, okay, who dropped her off? Homer? I feel like Maybe. Homer would take... And then when she went to her auditions, it's not like Homer took her to the auditions. No, it's weird. So I don't... I, I don't... think I think the whole point of the scene was to to uh, set up what was coming next. 
Yeah, I guess. There's no there's no logical reason why this was like this. They didn't explain why. If they ex- had explained why Homer was there, even with a throwaway line. Yeah. But the fact they don't explain it. But again, it's more of the setup to the following stuff. Yep. And so Marge, uh, you know, as, as Homer shows up, Marge's like, I don't see why Blanche should ha- shove a broken bottle in Stanley's face. Couldn't she just take this abuse like a gentle, with gentle good humor? And man, you could just see how. I mean, this is almost like Marge's life, especially with Homer. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I'm just gonna take Homer's abuse. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't yeah. care. So you know, I do like where like. So Sinclair's talking to Marge, and Homer's like, "I'm gonna go to the candy machine." He's trying to get candy out of it. That the the thing fall like he first he struggles with his dollar and then this thing gets stuck and then you just see Homer back up get a running start and just slam the machine and gets a bunch of candy out of it yeah and he's like Marge I'm gonna go to the car and eat my candy but then I like I like how Flanders you know she's trying to break the bottle and can't do it and and Dad's like here here you go and then he smashes the the bottle for her and then he's like there's the old face shredder. Yeah. <laughs> Why would and, uh, they be using a real bottle? Because it's Sinclair. He's crazy. He's a madman. Uh, apparently. And then and then we get Homer honking the horn, which leads into Marge seeing Ned as Homer. And yep. then she, you know, attacks she basically attacks <laughs> Ned. And Sinclair's like, there's the there's what I was looking for. And then uh, I love how like Ned, you're supposed to be overpowered. I can't. <laughs> Man, Rip Ned can't uh, handle Marge, huh? Well, angry Marge. Hey, yeah, angry Marge. Angry on the bridge, Marge. Yes. That's what she. That's what she should have just for. Okay, screw the whole Homer part of this. <laughs> she should have just to just use that anger from that episode yeah, to do this. Right. Yeah. So and then we get. I, I don't know why this scene is like this, but Marge and Homer are sitting on their opposite ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to sit in your same seat all the yes. time. Okay. Tell that to your son. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That to, that's, his, that. that's his chair. Uh, me, and, me and Shay, I guess, sit in the same spot. But every yeah. once in a while, I'll move Yeah, around. because he won't let you sit anywhere else. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Heck, even when, I, when we visit our parents, they got to sit in their seats. Yep. So don't don't tell me that people aren't like that. Marge and Homer are more progressive. They can sit wherever they want. <laughs> um, and so I love how Marge stays in character and Homer's like really confused by it. Yeah. <laughs> Marge, what are you doing? I'm staying in character. And so, you know, Lisa wants to help. So she does a Southern accent, too. And Marge is like, oh, thank you. And then Bart's like, oh, I'm going to help too. And he does a Cockney accent. And Marge is like, that doesn't help, Bart. Yeah. <laughs> and then Homer uh, freaks out. It's like, ah, oh, why are you guys talking like this? Because <laughs> uh, Homer doesn't know about staying in character. Yeah. Well, yeah, he does. He's an asshole all the time. Yeah. He's always so, in character. So then Marge tells Homer that she's going to go over to Ned's to practice, you know, more. And Homer's like, Hey Marge, before you leave, can you t- uh, can you open up my pudding can, please? And she's like, "You can open up your own pudding can." And so he takes the pudding can, and it's a can, and he rips the pull tab off. So he doesn't <laughs> take the whole can. He's like, shows shows what she knows. I can't even open my own pudding. 
And now my pudding is trapped forever. (laughs) Have you? Okay. Have you? Okay. Now, I have actually tried popping open a soda can before and the tab breaks off. Yes, I've had that too. So my soda is trapped forever. Uh, see, now this is what I usually do. If I, now granted, I don't drink soda anymore, unless it's super rare occasion with alcohol in it. Um, but when I used to drink soda, if the tab got stopped, I would find a knife and then just jab the opening. Yeah. To get it open. I want to drink my soda. I bought it. (laughs) I paid for it. I want to drink it. I guess I don't know. I don't guess I don't know too many pudding companies that use tabs like that anymore i i really should have done some research to see like when they stop because i think pudding used to come in cans i don't yeah, know i think so, so too, I, yeah. I, I think i should have researched when maybe when we do uh the monorail one because chief wiggum can't get his pudding can open either. yeah there we go well there must be a problem in springfield with these pudding yeah. cans the ring came off my pudding can yeah. so then you know uh marge goes over to ned's and homer goes outside and he does the Hey, Marge. Hey, Marge. Which is the reference to the play where, you know, hey, Stella. Yep. And everybody loves doing that line. I yeah. I do it. I, I don't know why. Every once in a while I'll do it. So then we go up to Ned's room with Marge and he's got a bandage <laughs> on his chest. I love the continuity and the attention to detail because apparently Marge was able to stab him with the bottle. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like at that point, uh, Marge should have been uh, arrested for uh, attempting. But it's Ned. But it's Ned. He's a good Christian. He forgives. Oh, right. Right, right, right. And I do love the fact that um, Marge wanted to recreate, you know, wanted to redo that scene. And and that's like, I think we should move on. Yeah. He's like, I think we've done the bottle scene enough. <laughs> um, so then uh, we cut back and Marge and Homer are in bed. And Homer asks Marge when the play is. And he's surprised that he wants to go. And this is where the interest quote comes from. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. All I right. screwed up. Yep. So he's like, I don't care, okay? I can't fake interest in this. And I'm an expert at faking an interest in your <laughs> kooky projects. And Marge is like, what kooky projects? You know, the part painting class, the first aid course, the whole Lamaze <laughs> thing. It's like, why did you tell me the, tell me you felt this way? You know I would never do anything to hurt your feelings. Which, good night. Yeah, good night. <laughs> which this entire episode is Homer hurting your feelings. Exactly. Well, I mean, again, as you alluded to earlier, or said earlier, it's supposed to mirror Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah. And I just, it's so funny. But like, at the, like, so we saw, now, there was the episode where she painted yep. Mr. Burns. But it's not like Homer didn't take interest. He actually did take interest in yeah. that, though. And it didn't seem like he faked the interest. No. I mean, he was a model for... Well, granted, he was also losing weight at the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems it was weird. But weird. the first aid thing is hilarious. Yep. And then the Lamaze classes. Like, come on, dude. She's giving birth. Uh, this is your child. You should probably give some interest. Yep, Exactly. Um, so back at the daycare, Maggie is attempting again one, to get the fa- pacifiers, and she kind of brings a crusty doll with her and kind of crawls through the vents, yep. and uh, <laughs> kind of the whole Mission Impossible thing where they get yeah. lower, lowered down into the room. And as Maggie's, I think Mission Impossible stole this from The Simpsons. I don't think so. Mission Maybe. Impossible came out in what, 96, 97? I don't know. I guess I don't know. 
I'm gonna say Mission Impossible stole this from them. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure The Simpsons got it from somewhere else because there's been other spy movies. Yeah. Ninety six. Mission right. Impossible came out in ninety six. So I'm gonna say they stole it from The Simpsons. Right. So uh, crusty, the crusty doll as Maggie's getting lowered by the pole string says, "Hey kids, I'm flame retardant." <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good and then when she grabs the keys and gets pulled back up he says if i break buy a new one oh my god remember this has the crusty stamp of approval it does have the crusty stamp approval uh and so homer goes to pick up maggie and you know for the for the play and all the babies are just (laughs) sitting around and all you hear is sucking noises of all the so i read somewhere and i don't know how i feel about this but if you look at the wide shot of all the babies there's a baby on the right side with a blue shirt and like kind of like just hair that kind of looks like tommy pickles from rugrats oh really yes and i was like i don't know if that's what the simpsons were going for or if it was just a coincidence oh and i guess i don't know but yeah, the this is another movie moment. We got mm-hmm. we got good 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 chunk of movie moments in this one. So when they're all gathered, all the toddlers are gathering around, and the sound is uh, echoing the sucking of their pacifiers, yeah. and Homer moving through the children is like Rod <laughs> Taylor from the movie The Birds. Such a good movie. And we also get an Alfred Alfred Hitchcock cameo when he walks by the daycare when they leave, who and he's walking his dogs like you know he does you know he he's like the original director who made cameos in his movies. Yeah, no, that was it was pretty funny. The sucking sound just got yeah. me. Just opening up the door and hearing just the <laughs> echoing sound oh of ba- now did the babies uh, tie up Sinclair somewhere, put her in a closet. Or I think she, she or just, did she go completely mad to the sucking sound? I think she just hid in her office, man. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Right? Um, and so when we get uh, when we get back to the uh, uh, playhouse, we uh, see the entire cast of uh, Streetcar yep. kind of hunting around. And so we all know that Blanche is played by Marge, Stanley's played by Ned, Stella <laughs> is played by Helen Lovejoy, okay. Steve the paper boy is played by Apu. Mm-hmm. Pablo was played by uh, <laughs> by Otto until uh, uh, Llewellyn Sinclair takes his role. Except for you. I'm playing the part of you now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mitch is Lionel Hutz. Yep. And the chorus um, is Chief Wiggum, Jasper, and Herman mm. is in the chorus. So this is where a little bit of controversy comes in with the opening number. Yep. And so we get the opening number. And by God, this opening number is just trashing New Orleans. <laughs> so the introduction is uh, long before the Superdome, where the saints of football play lived a city that the damned called home. Hear their hellish randelay. Please don't sing. New Orleans. Stop it. <laughs> home of pirates, drunks, and whores. New Orleans tacky overpriced souvenir stores <laughs> if you want to go to hell you should take that trip to the sodom and Gomorrah on the mississippi mississippi no Isn't it's it mississippi no it's mississippi well they it's, it's mississippi. no they say mississippi because it rhymes with trip uh, and uh you know then uh new orleans stinking yep. rotten vomiting vile <laughs> new orleans putrid back uh 
brackish maggotry foul maggoty oh is it maggoty maggoty yes. foul new orleans call me lousy rancid and rank <laughs> new orleans so this number caused quite a controversy <laughs> and because of this song the chalkboard gag for episode three is an apology to new orleans which we will get to and you will get to hear in our next episode oh my Homer god the heretic that was just so funny like i like just i mean i've heard this song numerous times but it, it feels so different when we're watching these episodes for the podcast and we're watching yeah because we're watching them in the eyes for the podcast we're not watching yeah. them in the eyes for fun yeah and just listening to these lyrics i was like Good God, who in the writing staff just went to New Orleans and just hated it? Hated it. Like, no, we're done. Well, and apparently, I also read uh, during Hurricane Katrina, the UK played this episode (laughs) and they got quite some angry messages and they banned the episode in the UK. Yeah. Oh my God. That was just because of this song. I mean, it is a pretty brutal song, man. It's hilarious. Have a backbone, New Orleans. I know. You suck, New Orleans. I'm sorry that you got pounded by a hurricane, but maybe don't build your city below sea level. <laughs> we, apologize. we apologize to all our listeners who live in uh, New Orleans. I, I'm sorry that, you know, they wrote this song. And I'm sorry that you've gotten hit by horrible hurricanes. However... Kind of, kind of not. Let's not build a city below sea level. Yeah. All right. So Homer is playing with his playbill in the in the audience. Mm-hmm. And another movie reference. Another movie reference uh, to Citizen Kane, where Kane's best friend was bored at an opera. Yep. A lot of a lot of references in this mo- in this uh, episode. Yes. Yes, there are. So then uh, we get to the scene where Marge is like flying around <laughs> and we find out that apparently Mo and Barney are stagehands. Um, shouldn't Mo be working at his bar and shouldn't Barney be drinking at Mo's bar? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe uh, Homer told them that he wasn't going to be at the bar and they're like, well, what's the point of opening? Yeah, my best customer isn't going to be in the bar. <laughs> so let's go help out with this play. So Bart, you know, so we cut to the crowd and Bart's like, wow, mom can fly. And Lisa's like, I'm pretty sure this represents her descent into madness, <laughs> which that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, so then uh, we get to the end of the the musical. Uh, we get Apu singing. Uh, I th- doesn't Chief Wiggum have a song? Yep. Yeah. So Apu has the Paperboy song. Yeah. Yep. Um, Wiggum has his little, little song. And so then we get to the end of the musical and Marge as Blanche goes, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. And that is a reference to the actual play, which is Blanche's last line. However, the song in this musical in this episode is like happy and cheery. Yeah. <laughs> which and the but the line is meant to be ironic in the play. So I'm sure the writers understood that, which is why they did the song this way. But it's still freaking hilarious. Always depend on the kindness of strangers. Just remember, a a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet. Yes. (laughs) So then, you know, they... I do love that line, though. (laughs) That is... is, Hey, it's true. A stranger is just a friend you haven't met. 
yeah, okay. Um, so then uh, they do the curtain call and Homer, Bart, Maggie, and Lisa go backstage to congratulate Marge. Ned had given Marge flowers on stage, which is usually customary for the lead actress. They usually get flowers. And so, you know, they go backstage and Marge, you know, looks at Homer and she's like, well, I, I saw you out there. You looked bored. You had your eyes down the entire time. And so Homer tells the kids to go to the car. Well, before Marge walks up to them, we see Bart on the, uh, what is it called? The, the wire. I know there's a technical term for the wire. Yeah, like a pulley system yeah. thing. So Bart is flying around and then Marge comes back and Lisa's like, Mom, you were great, and drops Bart. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. And so, you know, Homer's like, all right, kids, go to the car. And they must have left. We don't see them leave, but I think it's implied they left. And then Homer explains to Marge that he wasn't bored. He was sad, you know. He's like, oh, that Stanley guy was so mean to Blanche. And he's like, I was just really sad. And he goes, did I get that right? I have a history of uh, not getting the point. And Marge is like, yes, you got it right. Which, that's incredible that Homer understood the I know. And so, you know, they go, they walk out the backstage door. And Homer is like, you know, I kind of, of, uh," he's like, I remind myself of that Stanley guy just a little bit. And um, just a little Homer. Yeah. Just a little. So, and then they kiss and make up and uh, that's, that's the episode. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. This Uh, this episode, this episode for me is really hard to grade. It's really hard because you have the same Homer being a jerk. However, it's supposed to reflect the play but as you said earlier, we've seen it before. But like the musical number, the references are great. The 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 kind of B story with Maggie at the daycare, you know, with all that, that's kind of funny. Um, it's so it, it's a good episode. The musical, like all those numbers, are on this. I think they're on uh, the songs to the in the Key of Springfield album. Yep, it's on one of the two. So, and and I've, as I said in the past, any show, any episode that has songs that end up on their albums, I usually enjoy. This one might be an outlier. And it's just, it's good. The jokes are there. But I, I want to give it a four. I also want to, can I give it a 3.5? No, I think we've said this before. No <laughs> point fives. Oh. I, I I think because John Lovitz is in it, I'm going to give it a four sprinkles because right. I love anything John Lovitz does for the Simpsons. Yeah. So I mean, because of John Lovitz, I'm going to give it a four. I mean, it's so you're all right. It's, it's really hard to grade. Like, I mean, I almost, I almost want to be like, give the, give the, uh, bashing New Orleans song a five <laughs> know, and then right? everything else. Like, <laughs> also we got, we got two Troy McClure, you know, characters out of it too. Phil Hartman. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't yes. think Troy McClure is the actor in, uh, that plays Troy McClure and, uh, <laughs> Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz. You're right. We got two Phil Hartman characters out of it. I know it's, it is really hard. I think I am to split the difference and go with the four. 
Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you always, you look at it. The only reason I think, I think I would give it a three had this not had as much reference to Streetcar yeah. as it really did. Like, yeah. if the whole episode wasn't 100% fully dedicated to Streetcar... Oh yeah, not, absolutely. Not, not, just, not just Marge being in the musical. Like, if it was Marge being in the musical, but Homer being a complete ass, and there was no tie-in... Yeah. Then I probably would have go three. But because there is a purpose yes. to it, to their madness, I'm going to go with a four. Um, okay. Sprinkles. So, uh, let's close it out with our final, or not final thoughts, our character <laughs> profile. We just had final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with our uh, character profile, and we will be profiling our very uh, charismatic director. Can you say his name? Llewellyn Sinclair. All right. Uh, his occupation. <laughs> A font terrible type director of various Springfield theatrical productions. I don't know what the word infant means. Um, is that supposed to be infant? No, infant. Um, theatrical experience, three stage successes, three heart attacks. I and, was right. And infant is another word for child. Yeah, he is a child. Yes. Uh, he's planning a fourth heart attack, too. Yes. Uh, his greatest triumph, hats off to Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, his, hey, what was the review? Enjoyed by all? Enjoyed by all. <laughs> uh, favorite comforts, bed, and a bottle of Amaretto. Amaretto is pretty good. I do like myself an Amaretto. Yep. Mix it with Dr. Pepper. It tastes really good. I prefer sour, but Amaretto sure. sour. Yeah. I prefer uh, soda. That, that's, uh, what, that's what sour is. It's squirt. Oh. <laughs> Temper. Irritable to temptuous. Okay. Annoyed by <laughs> theatrical incompetence. <laughs> Maggie and Homer. I mean, who isn't annoyed by Homer? Right. I mean, Maggie's cute, man. You can't be annoyed yeah. by her too much. Oh. Uh, and style. Caftans for the portly man. All right. That's a style. Those uh, weird, like, Indian... It's like an Indian-style robe. Not a muumuu, like Homer wears, but it's like a... I don't know. I guess I don't... Like, the material's kind of potato sack-ish, I think. Okay. I think that's what it is. Sure. But but anyway, I, I digress. But uh, let's close it out. Um, once again, you guys can find us on all the uh, podcasting platforms, no demand. Uh, mm-hmm. You can also listen to our uh, podcast uh, visually. Not really, I guess visually. I don't know how people actually <laughs> listen to the podcast on YouTube, whether they just start the video, plug in headphones and ignore the, the video not being shown. But either yeah. way, either way, like and subscribe to our YouTube video. We're getting many, many, many more views and not as many subscribers. I wish the uh, views and subscribers kind of matched up a little bit more, but just yeah. hit that hit that subscribe button. We'll let you know when new episodes come out. So keep them coming. Uh, yes. Next, next, you can find us on all the social media platforms. Um, on If you follow us on Instagram, just go to our bio. If you are on Facebook, just go to our bio. Uh, I have a link tree to literally everything you can imagine on there. Yes. Um, you can also link over to buymeacoffee.com and support our podcast. 
And when you support our podcast, we have fun stickers that we like to mail out to people. So be sure to uh, donate on there and, uh, you know, you know, it was five, 10, 15. It doesn't matter. It's just a donation. It's not a monthly charge or anything like that. So feel free. If you like to, everything else is free to listen to. Obviously uh, we want to keep it free. So uh, the more donations we could get, the more free everything becomes. Or stays, I guess, would be the word. Um, So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.